All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the 12th Region Sports Podcast. This is Kenny G joined by the Grippos man, Chris Hazlett, the dynamic duo, as we're calling ourselves nowadays. And, uh, Chris, football playoffs have started. We got through week one. Week one went, I think, pretty much the way it was supposed to go, but I mean, on Twitter, I saw a lot of people saying that they sh- this whole where everybody makes the playoff things got to go because of so many blowouts. Let's just jump right into that, right off the bat. Do you well, agree or disagree? I mean, I, I agree because let's not even get into the whole, well, the district runner up and the district winner makes it to region in basketball and baseball. So, and even in soccer. So, it's not necessarily that. You know, I don't know why they're complaining. I mean, it's just good for all football. Yeah. So you're you're for everybody making it, then, correct? I'm I'm for everybody making it. You know, it's you don't get to play as much football as you do other sports. You know, in other games. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, you, you talk yeah. to the coaches; they like it because there's nothing wrong with you going undefeated like Southwestern and you playing somebody that you should beat. Um you know, for a tune-up game for the playoffs. But you ne- there's always that Cinderella, too. So, people yeah, – there's, they- always, there's always a chance somebody comes out of nowhere. And and uh, when you have a sister district that may be better than another one and you get matched up, I mean, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Just like March Madness with basketball. Anything could happen. But, now, I will say this. I, I do th- – I, I can see where a basketball Cinderella can make it. Football's a little different. It, it – Football's harder to have the Cinderella. Am I? I mean, correct. It's it's just a little tougher in the football. Sport. It, it it is, but I mean, you just never know. I mean, anything's possible. That's right. All right. So let's <laughs> get into the scores here real quick as I go through the first round. The first one we come to is Danville over Monroe, forty nine to sixteen. Seems like Danville took care of business and. Uh, uh, Marmar Brown having another big showing, um, impressive, impressive game. Yeah, he went one for one actually passing for 21 yards. Um, I don't think they let him pass enough, but he had 16 carries, 217 yards, and four touchdowns. How many touchdowns on the season does he have? I wonder, just off the top of your head. 25. <laughs> that puts him, he's close to 30 now. Man. He he is Damble like he pretty much is all of their offense most of the time. Yes. And um, so Damble will win. Uh they beat Monroe forty nine to sixteen. And we're like I said, we're not gonna spend a whole lot of time on these. Uh Somerset beats Green County forty one to thirty. And me and you kinda had that as a toss up game, a fifty fifty game. Somerset yeah. goes I, I'm thinking went to Green County and won that game. Went there. The quarterback for Somerset went 13 of 26, 238, four touchdowns. Guy Bailey had 20 carries, 136 yards, one touchdown, five receptions, 104 yards, and a touchdown also. Man, 
Guy Bailey is a he's like the um, what what's that tool that you used to yeah, yeah. multi tool. He's a Swiss Army knife. He's a Swiss Army knife and do about anything. So Somerset moves on in the two A uh, football tournament. And let's just keep going down through here. Casey County blanks Webster forty to nothing in the three hey, A first round football. They put out a show and they 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 said, Hey, we're hosting this first round matchup. We're gonna show y'all something. And they did. And, and I actually think they ho- they're hosting the second round too. Yes. But out of this first game we had Evan Stevens had fourteen carries, hundred and forty yards and three touchdowns. So uh, you haven't heard him a lot, even though we no. talked. I, I messed up and called him Even Stevens last week. <laughs> even but, Stevens. Hey, but he was almost Even Stevens this week with 14 carries, 140 yards. He only had three touchdowns. If he'd had four touchdowns, I would have kept calling him. We, we, we would have had it. He is also probably, I think his older brother was one of the lead, leading tacklers in the state last year. Yeah. So, and he's also a very good defensive player as well. So let's keep on going here, and and as we go through, and Bull County comes out and beats Rowan County forty nine to nothing. Bull had no issues, and it looks like they have kind of figured out what they're going to do moving forward without Sage until Sage comes back from his injury. But they looked like Boyle County football this past week. Yeah, I heard they kind of they they worked their offense around with what they had. They had a lot of short routes and a lot of this and a lot, of, you know, to make, uh, you know, Quisenberry and uh, what's his name? I'm drawing a bank, a blank. Boner, Boner, make them real comfortable, and it really worked out for them. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a sign of a really good coach, Chris. Is someone that understands the injuries or understands things have to change, and then within one week can put in a system or adjust the system to fit their players. You know, that's a I mean, I'm not. I w- I'm not doubting Bull County football whatsoever. They they find a way. To, when when you know how it is. When you start developing a winning culture, it just like like you just win. You know, even yeah. when you're down, you just find a way to win. And and like you said, some of them kids that have been at Bull County their whole lives, they're just not going to roll over. They're not just no. going to give up because it no. means more to them than anything. You know what I mean? The, the homegrown boys, they. They they get it. They want it more than anything. They take it personally. Yeah. They definitely do. Let's see. Keep going here. Wayne County beats Clay County 49 to 21. We don't have any stats for that, but Wayne County continues their great season. And, you know, Clay County, I don't think Clay County is ever an easy beat because them, them guys in there, they're big old boys. And, you know, they're they're not pushovers. Not, not by any means. Uh, in a, in a, in a surprising close game for a long time was Pulaski beating West Jessamine fifty three to thirty five. Man, was that a shootout? Yeah, man, it was twenty six to twenty, and you know West can put up some points. They have no problem finding the uh, the pay dirt, as I call it. But Pulaski doesn't either, and. and but you do worry a little bit about Plasky giving up so many points. Uh, they, uh, well, they they got a Woodford County next week, and they cannot give up thirty points and win that game. I don't think. Or no, five. Unless unless the Bryce, the Duggar the Duggar and Gobby show shows up like they did Friday night, then they yes, can still give up thirty points and still win. 
Now, do you think Woodford County would pull the uh, Southwestern tape and maybe get some ideas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Pulaski takes down West Jessamine, 53 hey, to 35. Look at this. Bryson Duggar was 17 of 34, 403 yards, six touchdowns, passing, seven carries, 76 yards, two touchdowns. Mr. Gobby only had nine receptions, 170 yards, three touchdowns. So, you know, that tells me he was uh, – the, uh, the they were – they were taking the passes the distance. <laughs> Those, yeah. 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 He, 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 he took the all time, uh, receiving, uh, record at uh, record at PC and he's just adding to it. It's going to be hard to catch him when he leaves. Oh man. He, um, I can't speak highly enough of uh, Chandler Godby and man, you, you would love to have those kids on every single team. I mean, in you in order to win, you have to have kids like him that are yeah. great athletes, but they're great people too, and yeah. to, to help continue to to build your program. <coughs> but Pulaski, like I said, fifty three to thirty five over West Jessamine. Uh, West Jessamine does have Jacob Jones, who has been a phenomenal player this year, and and when you start looking at his numbers, it's ridiculously. I mean, it's crazy what he's been able to do. You hate to see their season come to an end, but if it's going to come to an end, I mean, it's nothing to look down upon getting beat by a Pulaski County team and playing with them for a you know a majority of the game. Yeah, the sky sky's the limit for the Jones kid. He's going to wind up somewhere playing college football, and somebody's going to be real happy to get him. Yeah, he. Uh, I saw him play in person. He he definitely looks like a college football player. Southwestern beats uh, Madison Southern 41-14. to 14. Uh, And I'm sure Southwestern took care of business and then kind of uh, got the younger guys some reps toward the yes. end. Yeah, Southwestern's one of them. They like to get the lead early. Then they're just like, okay, let's go ahead and get the guys in, stay healthy for the next round. All right. Then. They had Tanner Wright that had 17 carries, 158 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, Tanner Wright name comes up an awful lot. Yeah. All right, let's keep on going here down the list. And uh, that's all of our winners. I think let's go back and see who lost that we didn't cover. Um, Johnson Central beats Lincoln County 36-7. to And, uh, I mean, I, I think Johnson Central had control of that from the get-go. That was they a tough, tough task, a tough ask for a Lincoln County football team. And, uh, you know, it's just a tough, tough matchup for them. Especially, like you said, you drive, you know, to an hour, to a two and a half hour bus ride and then have to play a football game. It's always difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Lincoln County got off the bus. I mean, just, you know, I think they were really mentally beat before they got off the bus because it was, hey, Johnson Central, the 2020 state champions. You know, they, they beat Bull County. Um, and just just straight off the bat, it was fourteen nothing, and it just it didn't get any better after that. Man, they uh, they'll be back eager to see what happens with that program next year. Uh, Rock Castle gets blanked thirty three to nothing to Mason County. Mason County defeats Rock Castle thirty three to zero. Um, you, th- I mean, I I don't know. Rock Castle doesn't finish the year really well. They lose to Lincoln, and then they turn around and lose the first round of the playoffs. 
Yeah, they're they're another team like Lincoln. New new head coach, new system, new players. You know, we'll we'll see where they stand next year. You know, once you get a whole year to prep for your season, we'll we'll see where they stand. Fleming, Never count them out. Yeah, Fleming County beats Garrett County twenty one to zero. They get blanked as well. Um, like I said, tough year for Garrett County. First year coach uh, Spencer Crutchfield. You know, didn't have great numbers starting from the ground up. It's going to take a few years to get Garrett County where they need to be. And plus, it's a hard place to win. I'm just, you know, it, it just is what it is. As we go on here, uh, Mercer County gets beat as well. 49-13, to 13, E-Town beats Mercer County. That's kind of surprising. I actually thought Mercer County would win that game. And um, apparently it wasn't even close at all. No, I, I kind of called that one there. I knew E-Town, when it comes to that, that district over there, E-Town's a, a powerhouse when it comes to, you know, when it comes to that district over there. They're a pretty hard team to beat. Yeah, and Mercer County's got a lot to look forward to. They had some success this year under uh, first-year coach uh, Craig Yeast, and they will they will be better next year. And uh it's just going to, like I said, another one of those things that it takes time. It takes time to build a culture and a winning program. Let's move on. I guess we're ready to preview our upcoming games this week. And let's go through here, our second round matchups. Somerset at LCA, Lexington Christian Academy. Tough, tough, tough matchup. Yeah, last time Somerset played LCA, it was forty-three to nothing. It was all LCA. Cutter Bowley, you know the the quarterback that's got all the D one offers right now. He just lit it up. Um, hopefully, Somerset comes out and has a better showing. I would like to see Somerset beat LCA, but I think LCA is just a little too much for him this year. Yeah, we we of course we obviously going to root for Somerset to win that game, but that is a tall task, and that would be probably the biggest upset in the state if that was to happen. So, I'm not saying it can't happen. We're just saying it would be huge if it did. Sticking with the two, you got Danville traveling to Metcalf County. Yeah. Metcalf is is undefeated. Undefeated. And the only thing I've seen, the last time these two have faced was 2010 in the playoffs when Danville beat them 49-0. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going with Danville all the way. I think Mar Mar Brown's going to have a big game, and they're going to continue winning. All right, let me look just see if they have any common opponents. Monroe County. Let's see here. Let me go back. Uh, well, they beat they beat Monroe County forty-one to fourteen, and Danville beat Monroe County forty-nine to sixteen. So maybe it's closer than we realize. It it could be closer than what you what you really think. So you're if going. Danville, Danville if, if, I'm, going I'm, I'm going. Danville, I'm going. I'm going. to win. I'm going to say like twenty one fourteen. Now listen. The last time you picked Danville, you gave them the kiss of death. Well, listen. I'll ride and die with them. All right. So I'm I'm just going to throw this out there. If Danville loses, they will never ever want you to pick them again, and you can't. <laughs> can't pick Danville. All right, let's keep going. Bull County going to Boyd County. Well, they're traveling to Boyd County? 
Yes, this will be the first meeting between the two is what I've seen. Boyd County comes in at 8-3 and three on the season. The only common opponent was Harrison County, and Boyd beat them 42-21. to 21. Yeah, and what and what did Boyle do? Let me see here real quick. Harrison County. Did you say Harrison or Henderson? Oh, I got. I, I've screwed that up. It was Har- They beat Harrison. I thought no, that's I screwed a, that one up. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go back and look. But yeah, so Boyle and Boyd on paper, it looks like a little bit better game than you would think. So this is not a gimme game for Boyle County. They will have to play. Uh, good football, I think. And now, don't get me wrong; I still think they win going away, but they cannot just not—they can't just get off the bus and win this one. Yes, you know it's just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's odd to see Bull County having to travel. Yeah, you That's know, right. yeah, yeah, especially that early. The, the common the common opponent I was thinking of was Boyd County beat Anderson County forty-one to fourteen. Yeah. Okay, and and. Uh, um, Unless Wayne County going to Johnson Central, Wayne County having a great year, but I think the year is probably on its last leg going to Johnson Central to play. Tough, tough task to to drive. You know, it was two and a half hour drive for us. You know, you're looking almost four hours for Wayne County to get there. It's, it's just going to be a tough task. Johnson Central was really, really physical. They look like a uh, they look like a, a, a copycat of Corbin this yeah. year. And when when those when those big hogs on the front line get out and lead block, you got them guards pulling. It, it's crazy. Yeah. They, they they look big and they don't look that athletic, but them boys are fast and strong. Yeah, you know Wayne County is gonna come out and give their best effort. Oh yeah. And, uh, they've got a they've got a young kid down there at the quarterback position that, that's really, really good and if you got a good quarterback, you got a chance. So it yeah. will be eager to see. But like once again, it's one of those games where Wayne County will have to do about everything perfect, and Johnson Central will have to be off the mark. I would imagine just uh, a sum. Then you have, let's see here, you got Pulaski County traveling to Woodford County, and what is going to be a showdown? It's going to be a knockout, drag out, um, probably a high scoring game because I, I don't think. I don't think Pulaski's defense is going to stop Woodford County. And Pulaski's offense is one of those offenses that you just can't stop. I mean, they scored 21, I think it was, against Southwestern, who has a phenomenal defense. So, you're talking about a uh, a game that could be combined scoring close to 80 points. Yeah, you know, the common opponent, well, not really. Uh, I don't see they've got anybody really common if they played, but – you know how I feel about this game and who I've went with, so I'm just going to leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, I mean, I actually – I love Pulaski County. I love those kids and the coach, and, and I root for them to win. But my gut says that Woodford County wins that game at Woodford County. I think, you know, you're being away. Woodford County gets the three points just because it's on their field. Um. You know, so I, I'm looking at a I, – I think it's like a 35-28 game. Woodford County wins. And uh, I'm pretty sure nobody's going to enjoy – or like you know, saying that. The, they're, both, they're both pretty easy. Looking at the tail of the tape here, they both played West Jasmine. 
And West Jessman scored 35 on PC. Not only did they score on PC, but they also scored 35 on Woodford County. So could be closer than what you think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've got it a pretty close game already. I, I think it's going to be a tough matchup. I just think that Woodford, again, you go back to the Southwestern thing, I just think Woodford's a little bit better defensively yeah. and probably a little better up front. You know, it's, Pulaski has no problem airing the ball out. You see that in their numbers. It's uh, it's when it's when you have to battle in the trenches and when the the running game is what worries me about Pulaski, and and I, I think we're I, I I don't think I think I'm correct on that right I mean that's you know that could if if Pulaski was more of that smash mouth and I don't mean this disrespectfully I'm just saying against the Southwesterns and the Woodfords it it goes a long ways correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, all right, let's go back in Southwestern, North Laurel at Southwestern. I don't think that should not be uh, – Southwestern should take care of business pretty easy. I say there will be some more kids getting some uh, – young kids getting some clock in that one. You know, North Laurel is a bigger task for Southwestern than what people think. The last meeting was actually – 27 to 13 with Southwestern oh. pulling it out. Yeah. You're looking at a North Lowell team that beat Johnson Central in the first half of the season. I see that, yes. It, they're not a rollover, but I still see I see it being a tight game because North Lowell is a physical team, but yeah. I still see Southwestern pulling it out late. Yeah. Pulaski beat them pretty good, 47 to 13 or something like that. Um. So you got we said Paducah Tillman going to Casey County. Casey County hosting the second second round. Paducah Tillman coming in. This is their first meeting, is what I've got. Yeah, so they beat Taylor County thirty seven to nothing, and uh, Casey also had beat Taylor County by a pretty good margin themselves. This this could be a this could be a really really good matchup. I mean, if Casey County wins this game, then there is no doubt in my mind that the year that they've had is is probably the best in their school history. Although that you know, and Coach Stonebreaker doing a phenomenal job. This, if they win this game, there I will never ever doubt <laughs> Casey County football and Steve Stonebreaker. I I think they can do it. I, I really do. I think they can win this one. If they win this game, they better walk up to Coach Stonebreaker at the end of the game and just hand him the checkbook to Casey County and be like, just make the number out. We'll sign it when we get back. <laughs> that is right. Just whatever you need, coach, whatever yeah. you need. It's not going to be, I bet you that place, Liberty will be booming yes. uh, Friday night. And then the, there will, there'll, there'll be plenty of people at that game. The whole town is liable to shut down by four o'clock. All right. Well, that covers all of our games, Chris. I mean, let's, you know, staying on football, are there any things that you want to throw in there about possible matchups or or well, things that come down the pipe? Well, we got we got to see how how this week goes because in the third round everything will be restructured on the RPI on who wins and who loses. Um, so really can't go too far because I don't know everybody's RPIs. But looking at the uh, the brackets here, let's go five A first. We're looking. You know, you, you if if Pulaski wins and Southwestern wins, 
Then does PC move up in the bracket with Fort Thomas Highlands and Frederick Douglass? You know, um, everything gets rebracketed. So yeah, really, really kind of hard to to jump forward when you really yeah. don't know what's going to happen. So, in other words, next week's show we'll have we can't really talk about too far ahead because until yeah. after we get through this Friday, and yeah. then next week's show we can really talk about possible matchups down the road and you know some state championship games that could possibly happen. I'm real excited. Friday night, I will be going to to really what I think is the game of the of the year. It's you know in the state is I'm driving the election. I'm going to watch the Frederick Douglass. Uh, Cove Calf game, and which you have openly said that you are taking Cove Calf in that game. I'm taking Cove Calf all the way. So you have to go root for them to make sure it happens. I will wear at least a blue shirt. <laughs> Man, I, <laughs> it, I don't might, have, it might have Lincoln County on it, but I will have a blue shirt. I, I, I don't think, think I even own a blue shirt, Chris. <laughs> but um, I don't know where I'll be Friday night. Middle school basketball starting up. High school basketball will be starting up, so I'll uh, I'll be tagging along, watching my son play. And Chris and we've talked about some football. And and actually, what we're going to do is we're going to take us a quick break here, throw in some commercials for our sponsors, and then mean you're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little basketball. And I know you don't want to move on to basketball just yet, but we got to just throw a little bit out there for our basketball people. Well, let's get it. All right, we'll be back in a minute. You're listening to the 12th Region Sports Podcast, brought to you by Seabold Heating and Air. Your local Griffo's man, Chris Hazlett, and Jay Whitest Designs. Let's get it. All right, guys, welcome back. It's uh, Kenny G and Chris Hazlett again, and we just covered some football, some uh, uh, tournament football, first round, second round matchups. Now we're going to turn our attention to the basketball side of the 12th region, doing boys only. And to, 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 you know, this episode, we're not going to go in depth too much yet. We're still working on that, but we're just going to talk about Chris, who is the favorite in the 12th region, and who may be some prizes or some some surprises, uh, some surprise teams. Who are some players to keep your eyes on this year? So. I mean, I think I done know your answer, but I'm just going to ask you, who is your favorite in the 12th region boys basketball to win it all this year? Man, I tell you what, you know, you probably think I was going to pick Lincoln County, which I'd really like to, but I'm going to be kind of neutral. And I think it's a toss up right now going into the, going into the season. You got, you know, really Bull, Wayne and PC that are really, anybody could get out there and get it. Yeah. I, I will tell you this. My, I think since Lincoln won it last year and with so many, so many returning pieces, they are the favorite, but I don't think they're the favorite. Like a lot of people think they are. I think a lot of people feel like they're above and beyond the favorite. And that's not the case. And I'm going to tell you why. And, and, and I'm going to break this down a little bit. Jackson Smith has run that offense for five years. Five years is a long time for one person to be running that offense. And Coach, Jackson, Coach Jackson's offense is, is complicated and it's, it's strategic. It's uh, <laughs> cerebral, kind of. So you're, you're going to ask someone new to run it. 
to be you, the front man on it. That doesn't happen overnight. What I figured out is you've got to be – I'm not going to say you've got to be the best point guard in the region, but you've got to be one of the smartest point guards if you're going to run Coach Jackson's systems. Yeah. And i tell you what, here is the biggest thing that I think Lincoln will have to overcome. Um, what is the number one thing Coach Jackson teaches or talks about with his basketball team? What's the number one thing they do right off the bat? What, what wins their championships, according to them? Oh, they're going to slow the whole game down. But it's all about defense, defense right? Defense, defense, defense. defense. And, I, and I agree wholeheartedly with that concept of, play defense protect the ball but play smash mouth stingy defense lincoln Sometimes. loses jackson smith who is a phenomenal defender they lose clayton davis who was another phenomenal de- defender scrapper kid that just kept he kept the play open where colton ralston hit the game winning shot in the region Clayton Davis, he got the recognition, but he didn't get the recognition he deserved, if you understand. He was more valuable to that team's success than people realized then, but they will realize now. My question is how – I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really honest. I do not believe Lincoln's defense is going to be better this year. I think last year's defense is a lot better. That's why they won. That's why they made their run. I think the defense takes a step back. Do they have one player that can guard somebody and shut somebody down? I, I believe they do. And let's go back to the, you were talking about Clayton Davis because the spitting image, his little brother will be, I, I'm wanting to say through summer ball, he was our point guard for the varsity team. Yeah, But he is, he is very scrappy just as well on defense. He's got no quit in him. I think John and Ann Davis just breed that no quit and you know mentality yeah. in their two sons. Well, John's a former Marine, so you know yeah. I mean that, that goes a long ways. But yes, Connor is phenomenal, great young man. Uh, he is going to be Clayton Davis. I don't think he's there yet. I, I think he's. I think Connor's a better basketball player, better shooter, better scorer. Um, but. Connor's not as physical and as strong as Clayton was last year, but Clayton's a senior and Connor's a sophomore now, I think, or was he going to be a junior? He's a junior. All right. So, uh, there, I mean, they will, I do, I know Coach Jackson will figure it out. Uh, and Lincoln does get Will Bishop back this year, you know, six foot seven. Huge. Uh, you know, huge addition, huge addition, and 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 we hope that he returns to the form of the young man. You know, before the injury to the leg, and and I hope that he has a good season. But they do have the pieces in place. The questions I'll ask for Lincoln, like I said, is who's running the who's running the offense? Are they really as good a defensively as they were last year? And how Coach Jackson will play six to seven kids, and that's it. You know, yeah. the quality of depth, where, you know, where are they at on that? Everything else is pretty much – it's Lincoln County basketball. They're going to do the same thing over and over and over and over. Well, let's not forget a big piece that you've not mentioned yet with Lincoln County's offense and defense that, you know, not only was a – he played well all year and, and has played well ever since the winter, 
but it's Tremaine Alcorn. Yes. Oh, no. Tremaine is one of the top players in the region, no doubt. And I'm not selling him short. And I've actually heard that he may be the point guard or running the offense, um, you know, through them. So, you take Colton Rawson, you take Tremaine Alcorn, Will Bishop, um, Connor Davis, and whoever else finds their way. Uh, Jack Sims. I mean, he played phenomenal at the end of the last year. He did, so, you know. It went when uh, what was his name? The kid that went down in the Macquarie Central game, um, Evan Smith. Evan Smith. When he went down, and you looked up, and it was those five that you know had came up, you know, through grade school together. You know, those Lincoln County guys. It was almost like something just flashed, and it it just happened right then. You know, we knew that they wasn't going to get beat as soon as that happened. Yeah, so. they uh, like I said, Lincoln is my preseason favorite to win the 12th region. Uh, but when we talk about teams, you're talking about, yeah, PC, Pulaski, they're not going to be a pushover. They're going to be big, athletic. They've got something to prove a little, you know, they, they, they've got a chip on their shoulder from last year. They probably feel like they had the team that should have won. They had the team that could have been in the final four like Lincoln. And, and so eager to see what they come out with this year. You take uh, Wayne County's going to be better. They're going to be more improved. They're playing a lot of young kids, but they're they're going to they're going to be better. You take a Boyle. Boyle is a. I think Boyle will be better than most people think because here's what you take: Jakey Tarter, who I know Jakey had one of the best summers of any of the AAU players I've seen over the and just talked about. He was playing phenomenal. And, and everybody was talking about how he's developed into a real threat scoring the basketball, which is what Boyle's going to need. You add Quisenberry in there at the point guard, there's your there's you a point guard. I mean, if you have a big that can score and you have a point guard that can control the game and score, you're going to win games. Cason Myers gets his chance this year. I mean, he's 6'3", 6'4", scorer. He's a three-level scorer. He can shoot the ball from three. He can drive to the basket. He's got mid-range. Then the, the, the other, but, you know, Boyle runs into that question, too, is, is how deep are they really? Can they go? I mean, are there going to be football players come out this year and play? Or, or I, I mean, you know, Boyle's a team that's going to need some depth, and, and I just don't know what depth they will have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, believe, I believe Coach Webb. He'll have them sitting just fine, you know. He's 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 got a game plan, and I think, like I said, I I really think it's a toss up between the four. Now, what is it again? I said Coach Webb's got it all under control. I believe that he'll have them ready, and I really believe they're a toss up that one through four with with the teams we've been talking about. Yeah, I think no. I think Bowl will be fine. You know, I actually think Damble that district right there is going to be super tough. Oh, it's crazy. Because here's the here's the team we ain't said nothing about. DCA, my former school, I guess you could say. Man, they have a point guard in Titus Boyd who is one of the best point guards in the area. And it doesn't get shook much. Lefty, knows how to play. Then they got a seven footer in the middle. They're 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 thing is i mean they got an infield shooting for them <laughs> you know they got luke infield's little brother noah <laughs> you know the question is is how the other pieces fit in for them and you know cat paul's had them ranked 
fifth in the region preseason. So they're not they're not sneaking up on nobody anymore. And they got another young man there. Uh, he's a transfer from overseas, and I'm not seeing him play, but I hear like he's an athletic freak. Like throw it off the backboard, go between your legs, dunk type of player. So yeah, that, I mean, but but you know, we're not having dunk contests to win games. Where you know you got to play the game of basketball, and with all the coaches in our area, it's go, you know you 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 have to understand the game of basketball to win. Listen, but, Don Don DCA has got a coach in Don Story that is to me he's you know he was under Jeff Jackson there for a long time, but. um He's almost like a Ryan Young. You're always going to get their best game whenever you go up against them. So you better have your game ready. You know, and and for those that don't remember the story, Don was the freshman coach. Well, Don coached a lot of basketball in his time. He he was the Lincoln County girls basketball coach, made it to three region championships. He uh, was on the Jeff Jackson staff. Uh, when I was on the support staff, just I was keeping bulk and stuff. And when Don went to DCA, you know, I went with him. So I was Don's head assistant. And the first couple of years over there was really, really, really tough. Uh, got made fun of a lot, got beat a lot, you know. And then we, you know, we we, we went into the district play and, and we had a lot of 30, 40-point defeats. And, you know, I decided to – moved my son from that school and you know they 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 have came a long ways in the last two years they're no longer people are no longer laughing about them you know i, I they are a legitimate threat and don it, don he i tell you what he's motivated and he wants this more than anything so you're going to get his best you're going to get a you're always going to get his best uh he's a fiery guy too you, you don't realize it but he uh, he's super super competitive. One of the most competitive people I've ever met in my life. So he he they're going to give everything they got, and and that's what you would expect from a good coach. So we'll 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 leave that there. And the DCA is not going to surprise nobody anymore. They're going to have a chance to, you know, only two teams are going to make it out of that district, and you got four teams. You got Lincoln Boyle. Danville's going to be better than people realize, and you got DCA. Two of those teams, and Garrett, of course, Garrett, but I, I think Garrett losing Quizzen, they're going to be okay. But I mean, that's. It's they just, still got it, Cooper, right? Yes, Cooper. And I'm going to throw a shout out to him. He's, he is one of the best players in the region. He do not get much love. I don't know why, but but he he is a phenomenal athlete. And I know that I talked to the coach last year, and this is before. Um, Montavian had transferred they really thought this year was the year that they could make it to the region and I'm sure they still think that uh but it, it's you know it it was a little it's more difficult without losing one, of your, losing one of your key pieces really set you back just a little bit yes so but that district is going to be murderer's row eager to see how it plays out Devil's going to be a lot better, but I still see Lincoln and Bull being the two favorites. Yeah, Boyle will have a lot to figure out. Um, I, I do think, but if they get it figured out, and all the people, like I said, they you take Jakey, Casey Myers, and uh, Montavian Quisenberry, you put those three together. That is a good three players. Anybody in the region will take those three. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, the Boyle's going to coach defense. Boyle coaches defense, too. It's a little different 
than what Lincoln does. Boyle's more attack, 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 whereas Lincoln's more contain. And I'm eager to see. You know, those matchups are going to be phenomenal. Oh, they're going to be crazy. And Jordan, and, you know, Bowles going to win one. Lincoln's going to win one, and then it's all going to come to the district championship. Yeah, and then uh, and then maybe even the region championship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. But you know, Mercer County is going to be better. I think. I think they had a a decent summer, and they've got some high expectations over there. So Mercer County is going to be better. West Jessamine's going to be always. I mean, they're well coached, so West Jessamine's always going to be a threat, and they're going to be some a team that you're really going to have to watch out for. And Macquarie Central, they returned everybody from last year's team that made the semifinal. Hey, to me. That was the first time I actually watched McQuarrie Central play was, you know, in the in the regions against Lincoln. And I was really impressed with them. I was like, to be a small school like them, they've got a pretty good basketball team. And once I found out they had all their guys returning, I was like, dang, they're gonna be something to mess with next year. Yeah. They're they're not gonna be pushovers. So I mean, down in that area, it's gonna be you gonna you know, they're they're gonna give Wayne good a, a good matchup. You know, South Southwestern's gonna have their handful. I haven't really ventured over toward Rock Castle yet. I, I, you know, to see how they will do. You know, they'll have big boys and, and they're going to play physical. Uh, so, Garrett, I mean, Rock Castle's another team that could could possibly make some noise. But we're, you know, talking just off the top of our head, favorites in the area. Let's go a little bit more. Who are some players that we should? Let's talk about some player of the year candidates, maybe, for the boys' basketball. I'm going to start off, and I'm just going to throw it out there, Jakey Tarter. I think Jakey has a phenomenal year. Jakey's high energy, man. He's going to rebound the ball. He's going to get blocks. He's going to score. And if Jakey has a good year, Boyle will have a good year. And I really, I think Jakey's going to be one of those guys to watch for player of the year. Yeah, I, I agree. I watched him last year. You know, he's got a high level of playing, and, you know, they really need him on the floor. If he ever gets in foul trouble, they kind of struggle because the energy I've seen him bring was second to none, and he, he's one of the most valuable players at Bull County, in my opinion. Well, Chris, who's a, who's someone you would you think would be a player of the year candidate? I well, I mean, let's just be biased here. I'm gonna throw Tremaine Alcorn out there. Yeah. I think Tremaine's gonna have a great season. Um he's had a great last couple seasons, you know, and I think a lot more is gonna be on his shoulders and I think he's ready to take it. Yeah, you know, probably we should probably say we're we're more talking about the forty fifth district right now yeah. because yeah. we're just talking off the top of our head and we'll we will go way more in depth with the 12th region overall. So I'm going to change this up and just say, hey, let's talk about 45th district right now. And and because we're not going to give justice enough to some of the kids down in Pulaski and, and yeah. McCoy and, Central you know, because I, I haven't done the research I need to. We just wanted to talk about this and kind of get the primer ready for what we're going to talk about, you know. We're just uh, going to spark a little interest with it. Yeah, just spark a little interest. So, yeah, you know, uh, Colin Rawson's another one. At Lincoln, that that you know is going to have a chance. He's going to score some points. He's, I mean, his confidence is on a different level. I mean, I call him Big Shot Bob now. You know, you don't you don't make <laughs> a shot like that. And uh, 
I think I think everybody's called him flamethrower. He, he is he's now the flamethrower of Lincoln County. He's watching. watching <laughs> yeah, he he catches. He's gonna shoot it right. I think I think he made that name himself. But I did see flamethrower in the back of his car one day. <laughs> okay, that's going a little too far. <laughs> uh, well, never mind. Colton will not win Player of the Year because he puts flamethrower flamethrower on the back of his car. Uh, but going on, Ethan Cooper is another one that, that comes to mind that could be uh, a player of the year in our area in the 45th district. You know, and, and watch out for the Dunn and the Barnes kid from Danville. Yes. We forget Owen Barnes transferred to Danville. I'm telling you, Danville is going to be a lot better than people realize. Somebody's going to get left out. And that I'm just and, and it's going to be it's going to be a the 45th district tournament will be the most must see tournament in our district in the last 10 years. Yeah. It's you know, going to Jay, be crazy. Jalen Dunn, Jalen Dunn was one of my, you know, before Barnes got there, I would say, you know, I was the one saying, hey, Dunn's going to be the leader of that devil team. But and knowing Barnes, I mean, that's a that's a key piece to, you know, yeah. maybe what devil needed. One of the things that I've always heard Danville basketball, uh, and I've experienced this by coaching up close with, you know, against them, is composure. It seems like they, they, they have a habit or have in the past lost composure, and they've had really, really good teams that could have won regions or district championships and, and just got to stay composed and, and, and finish the year strong. Not always They've not always finished the year as strong as they need to. Yes. But Danville, Danville could be a team that no one talks about and they could be um, they, they could be very well they're in the bigs. They're one of them teams that when you walk into Danville, they're liable to run you out of the gym. Yes. They, that, and they're super athletic. And if they play hard, look out. I, I'm going to throw a couple more. Uh, Lou – Big Lou at DCA, uh, he's still – he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's phenomenal. But he's still got some learning to do and developing in his game. He's only a sophomore, I think, so he got two more years. But Titus Boyd is one of the best players that I've seen, and I'm not saying this because I know him personally or I've coached him in the past. He's been playing varsity since he was seventh grade. Going up against guys that were just brutal, just and I mean, and he's held his own over and over. And I mean, you I think DCA beat Garrett twice last year, and when Garrett had everybody, and a lot of that goes on Titus Boyd and he the way he controls the game and runs the offense that Don has for him. So Titus Boyd is another player that uh, I could very easily see being a player of the year candidate. I think he actually made some top – maybe I think toward the end of last year he was starting to make some top ten player lists in the region or, you know, players to watch. And what, uh, grade, is he, what grade is he in? Hasn't he been running that system for a while? As a well, he's a sophomore. He's been in the seventh – so he started in seventh grade. So he's been four years already and he's got two more to go after this year. Yeah. So you, you, it you seems take, like he's been there fifty years. But. See, that's the thing. DCA is a threat this year, and their core is sophomores. Well, Noah Enfield's a junior. Titus Boyd and Lou, Big Lou, seven foot Lou, they're sophomores. Uh, Ryan Ridge is a senior. 
let's see who else. The other, um, the other transfer kid from overseas is a junior. So he'll be back next year. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, they, they're, they're younger kids. Uh, so there'll be, yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they've got some, this, this year is a really good year, a chance for them to make a run at it. I, I won't say they'll be better next year. I think this year they really have a chance to, to make a run at it. They maybe they'll go down just a little bit next year. And then when Titus and them are seniors, they'll have a real, real, real shot at winning not only the district championship, but possibly a region championship. So, like I said, they're not catching nobody off guard anymore. I tell so. you what, Kenny, the guy, the guy that, you know, you said his name earlier for bowl County, but to me, he's more of a, to me, he's more of a player of the year kind of guy because he's my kind of guy. Is Carson Mears from Bull uh, County? Uh, Case and Myers. Case, Case and Myers. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that, you know, he's 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 really athletic, like Clayton Davis. He comes in, you know. He don't give you a lot of grief or anything like that. He's probably one of the best coachable kids you'll ever yeah. meet. And you, you, whether he's on offense or defense, he gives you a hundred percent. Yeah, he all he, game long. I tell you what, he uh, he is a, a good kid, and, and he tries hard. And he, you know, he didn't get a whole. I mean, he had opportunities last year, but he's really going to get an opportunity this year to to really show out or. Or show what type of player he is. When Boyle beat Pulaski at Pulaski, Kaysen started, and he had twenty six points or something like. I mean, Kaysen went off in that game, and that's one of the biggest reasons why Boyle won. Kaysen Myers has it in him, and he's going to get the opportunity to to show some things this year. And, and you're right, he he's full of energy, and and he can pl- he can play defense. He can get down the floor, you know, he can score. I, I'm assuming I, – I'm not – I mean, I feel like he's a three-level scorer too, you know. Yeah. So – He's a – he comes from the uh, – from the Dragon family. So, you know that he's uh, – Yeah. He, he's, he's, a, he's a great yeah, athlete. Yeah, he's super competitive too. So, he's not going to back down. And, and that's one of the things I like about him. He, he's not scared. He is not scared at all. And 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 he's also a good he, – he mentors he, – he's a good mentor too in a way. You know, my son has been practicing with them a little bit until the football players come back. And uh, he, you know, he he's really uh, – he really works with them and, and talks to them and challenges them. And he doesn't, he doesn't take it easy on them either, you know. And it's all about making better down the road. But you're right, Kaysen Myers is a kid to watch out. And, and if he has a good year – Boyle could. I mean, I'm. I mean, it would not surprise me if Boyle doesn't pull, you know, and win a district championship. I think it kind of flip flop a couple of years ago when Boyle was the clear favorite, and Lincoln, with a very similar team to what maybe Boyle has this year, comes in and just wears Boyle out in the district championship on their floor. Yeah, and, you know, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, Boyle County had that uh, the what was his name, the quarterback that just left, Jagger Gillis. Jagger Gillis, I mean, that, that dude, when they when they was the favorite, they had a natural-born leader on the floor with not only being the quarterback at Bull County, but he was a quarterback on the basketball floor, too. Yes. And, and he, they, they they need somebody like that. And if they can, you know, if Quisenberry or, you know, even Luke Enfield gets that mentality that he had yeah, and, and becomes that leader on the floor, you better watch out because they'll become a threat real quick. You know, and, and I will say, Jagger Gillis – 
if he does, he comes in that game and makes some shots that if he doesn't make, Lincoln could have very well went back to back. Yeah, region champs. I mean, he he was that, and, and they all knew how important he was. Now, and now here's the other thing: what if Jagger had played last year? Think about it. If Jagger had played, how how much better would Boyle have been? I mean, they exactly. were good, but they could have went back to back. And 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 I knew that I know that was a big letdown for them that Jagger didn't play. But Jagger's got to take care of what's best for him. Yeah. And, and as kids, and you know, he did the right thing. But Boyle could have been with that leader on the floor, which Luke was a great leader, and and all them other guys were great leaders, but. Jaggers had that clutch gene, I call it that that big shot. Like when 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 you needed something to go, it went. And people kind of looked to him as a leader. He could control the room. You know, you, those guys that walk in the room and automatically everybody just respects them, and whatever they say goes. You know, locker rooms need those type of guys. Yes. And and like Lincoln, like a Jackson Smith, you know. Who who will be Lincoln's leader this year? Obviously, you know, play Colton, Tremaine, uh, but who are who's gonna step up when you need them to step up? Who's gonna make the shot when it counts the most? And I love basketball. Basketball's coming. And it's probably the sport I know the most about. You joke with me all the time, or aggravate <laughs> me all the time about it. Uh but you also but I'm also the guy you you hit up when you need a little league coach too, right? Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, that's bad. My son goes to boil, and I'm bringing up future Patriots. How about that? What, what do you think about that? It's crazy. It's, it's, it? it's always a good thing. It's always a good thing. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think we're going to end it here, and and we thank you guys for listening. And like I said, we didn't we didn't get too broad into the twelfth region just yet. We're just sparking getting, a little interest. We're just getting there, and 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 we're going to do some reaching out to some people and talk about the basketball teams in their area. Uh, but Chris, we got football and basketball coming soon. Yeah, you know the one thing that I just do not, I'll despise about basketball season is all the UK basketball fans. That's what really gets me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we we can just bash on them right now. We we don't they have nobody to take their side. Oh, we? that's right, that's right. Yeah, I, I actually put on Twitter the other day, and I was I was watching some football, college football on Saturday, and they were talking about Kansas football and how you know basketball schools are becoming football schools. So I tweeted out, I said, you know, UK UK fans thinking they're still basketball school, and what have they done since twenty twelve? You know, because your football program is winning big time bowls, you know, every year. And I took a little heat from that, but yeah. it was all fun. Yeah, I, I know you well enough to know you just like to poke the bear. Like, I even do. you I don't do. even have the time, you don't even realize what you, you just say it to say it. And, and, that, <laughs> and that, it makes things fun and funny at times, but there's a little truth to it. I mean, Outside of number one picks or first round draft picks in the NBA, what has Kentucky basketball done for me lately? Now, of course, everything's fixed this year and they got a chance to win the national championship. Yeah. And I can't say a whole lot because Louisville got beat by a division two team in the scrimmage. Hey, but 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 let's just stop the press right now because let me tell you something. Now I'm not a big Louisville fan, but I was a Rick Pitino fan. 
the 23 national 2013 national championship is back that's right hey it happened i don't care it happened it happened (laughs) it happened and it's going back up and and to all the uk fans out there i'm just going to say louisville won the last championship well i'm just going to say rick matino two john calipari one (laughs) yes that is right rick patino is a way better coach but anyway so all right man we'll 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 catch some heat for that from our uk fans and and our uk co-host who tweet or text us during the games like all the time like i i woke up the other morning i had 86 missed text messages i've had this i've had to mute the group chat because i get them started and I just say something to, just just to poke the bear, and I just set my phone down and just completely forget about it. <laughs> that's, that's I just go to sleep. But anyway, all right, guys, thank you for listening. This has been the Twelfth uh, Region Sports Podcast. We'll see you next week. Later, Chris. White Raven Media is a proud sponsor of the South Central Sports Podcast and all 12th Region Sports. Last year, I was blessed and honored to work with some amazing talent, but that was only the beginning. Now, it's time to put the focus on you. I want your stories of success, your stories of failure, and most importantly, the hard work recognized for the sacrifices that you guys have made to get to where you're at. Just DM me on Facebook, IG, or Twitter if you want to get your hard work the recognition it deserves. On Facebook and Instagram, you can find me at, at the White Raven Media. And on Twitter, it's just at White Raven Media. Thank you so much, and let's get your story the focus it deserves. Thank you, and God bless.